Malaysian Grand Prix, a final farewell to the Sepang circuit. The final Malaysian Grand Prix could represent the end of the era of expensive, hard-to-get-to-normal tracks. With as much certainty as one can ever say these things, Formula One is going to Malaysia for the last time this weekend. The country's government, which has funded the Grand Prix since 1999, has decided the race no longer justifies the investment. And so Malaysia goes the way of other nations that joined what used to be Bernie Ecclestone's travelling circus in the last decade or two, a huge investment, a poster event for the country, and a white elephant at the end of it. What will become of Sepang in the next 10 or 20 years? The race never attracted many fans, and no obvious motorsport infrastructure has grown. If F1 has left no significant lasting impact on Malaysia, beyond the people who watch the races on television, the same cannot necessarily be said the other way around. In many ways, the first Malaysian Grand Prix heralded the start of a new era of F1 one in which Ecclestone joined forces with countries around the world that felt the need of some positive global PR and who would prepare to pay handsomely for it, in many cases by building a brand new state-of-the-art facility that was not really anywhere near anywhere. And so after Malaysia blazed a trail, soon followed China, Bahrain, Turkey, Singapore, Abu Dhabi, South Korea, Russia and Azerbaijan. Two of those, Turkey and South Korea, have already gone the way of Malaysia, as did India, which shares some characteristics of this general plan, but not the government's support. Ecclestone's time at the helm was ended at the start of this year, so it is somehow appropriate that the end of his reign is marked by the closing of the chapter at this track that set a template for a sport for two decades. That approach looks like changing under new owners Liberty Media, for a focus on new races in city centres that bring the sport to the people, rather than expecting the people to come to it, a reflection of the very different philosophy under which F1 is now being run. The permanent tracks all shared a specific feature, they were designed and built by Ecclestone's favoured architect, Herman Tilke, whose creations have been criticised for being bland and sterile. Malaysia, his first attempt, was arguably his best. Surrounded by palm oil plantations about an hour outside the capital Kuala Lumpur, it features a layout that combines challenging corners with long streets that facilitate overtaking. The high-speed left-right sweepers of turns 5 and 6 are arguably the best on the circuit, but the flicks of 7 and 8 and the fast S's of 12 and 13, which lead into the tricky braking and turning zone for 14, are all good. Just going out there to watch is a feat of endurance and temperatures hovering above 30 C in intense tropical sun and humidity. For the drivers, the challenge can only be imagined. Cooking in four-layer overalls in cockpit temperatures of up to 50 C for an hour and 40 minutes, Malaysia joins Singapore as the most demanding race on the calendar. It is very often a good one to watch, for the sometimes intense racing, and the often unpredictable weather with a thunderstorm of epic proportions never very far away. For many reasons, it deserves to go out with a bang. BBC Sports Chief of One writer Andrew Benson. Sepang is not a circuit that has suited Lewis Hamilton down the years. Since racing there in Formula One for the first time back in 2007 the Briton has won just once, in 2014.
Instead it is his title rival Sebastian Vettel, who is the master of Malaysia with the Ferrari driver winning more races there than any other. Victory number 5 this weekend would be just the tonic as he tries to claw back at Hamilton in the title race. French driver Pierre Gasly will get his chance to impress this weekend. Danny Ilkvyat has been stood down at Toro Rosso with Gasly earning a promotion as the team's bosses take a look at what he can do. Fans can follow all the action and the latest news on the BBC Sport F1 page and view the BBC Sport app and catch up with analysis and interviews with the BBC Radio 5 Live Checkered Flag podcast.